Hi, I'm Emma. This is Joe. And thank you for listening to, to Wahine Wino's podcast. Unedited. And unscripted. Podcast. Yay! We did it differently this time. <laughs> we did. Finally. <laughs> See? See? Unedited. We really are. Unscripted. Yeah. Um, so we're so excited about this episode. Um, like going into Halloween, our theme is kind of about the disguises we wear. Right. Can't wait to get into it. Um... We're going to kind of talk about, like, our, ev- like, everyday kind of disguises in, you know, but not just for Halloween, but I'm so excited about right. it. Right, because in Halloween, right, it's like the, what's your costume that you're going to wear? What disguise yeah, are you wearing like physically? Yes, yeah. yes. But we all wear them internally all the time. Yes, as we all know, we're always wearing a disguise. Yeah, <laughs> but before we get into it, we have some updates. Um, I think we're starting with this, literally like the sunshiny one from your trip to California. I, okay, this is Joe. So yes, I just got back a couple of days ago from California, the Bay Area. If you didn't already know, I am from the Bay. Not originally, but before I moved to Maui, I was living in the Bay Area. And so I was there for a wedding. It was actually a wedding of my ex-husband's sister, and I was in her wedding. Nice. I know. But people always were like, wait, what? You're you're in your what? Who's what? Because <laughs> I suppose it's unusual. But it's it's really great that my ex and I are, you know, we're totally co-parent. We're just co-parenting. And it makes such a big difference when there's no passion there, you know. So I can be in this wedding for her sister and be one of the bridesmaids and not really care. It's oh, you mean there's no passion between you and him? Yeah, yeah, not, you know, yeah. no me, yeah, no passion between me and him. So people were kind of like throughout the wedding, they were actually um, worried about me, I think. Uh-huh. They were just like checking to make sure how I was doing. We're like, oh my gosh, like, you know, with Isaac there and everything. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> unedited, damn it. <laughs> Do you mean Isaiah? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you know, I was doing great, you know, because again, no passion. Like, you know, it is what it is. And we both got what we needed from each other. We have amazing daughters. And so that's where I was. That's why I was at, in, in the Bay Area. And then after the wedding, I went and hung out with my best friends, my other besties. And you've seen them on our Instagram. Yeah, they're so awesome. <laughs> they're both so awesome. Yeah, so yeah. We, we hung out in the Bay. And, we, and if you haven't seen our Instagram yet, go ahead and look at it. There's a, quite a few clips of uh, a drag lunch that we went to. Right, yeah. Only in the Bay where there's a drag lunch on Sundays. No, no, no. I went to one in Chicago. Oh. But I regret it because I was told by my single friends in Chicago who don't have kids that I should bring Layla. Ooh. Yeah. See, I like your reaction. So I went and then my one friend canceled and then Angel canceled. And then I had to, and then she was still like, you should just bring Layla. And I showed oh, bring Layla. No. And I was like, oh, I'm uncomfortable. I'm yeah. Like, I feel like, just because I feel like people are probably judging the fuck out of me. They were judging They're you. like, why are you here with like an 11 year old? They were judging you. know, you. like, I, yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Yeah. So note to self, don't ever take advice from your single friends who don't have kids about what, Taking what is you, a yeah. good idea for Yeah. Me. Yeah. No, it was so fun. But man, those, those, uh, the, the. They were insulting me. <laughs> but, <laughs> Who was insulting you? I mean, the performers, but that's what they're supposed to do. Oh, they were right? like talking shit. Yeah, but it was good yeah. stuff. It was it was funny. You know, they're so yeah, yeah. they're so witty and funny. But I had fun. You know, we so my my bestie and I we just did the whole Bay Area thing and went back to our old stomping grounds and 
ate all the yummy food that only a big city yeah. can provide. Yes. <gasps> I saw your, when you told me I like looked at the oyster thing, I was like, oh. So sad the, I wasn't there. Oysters and <laughs> yeah. oh my! And we had pupusas and we had Indian Wait, well, food. You had what? Pupusas. Okay, it's, I don't know what that is. Is it Colombian? I don't remember. Okay. Anyways, it's some South American food. It's delicious. Okay. okay. Ate uh, just ate and ate and ate and then um, yeah, and I was staying in Oakland and boy, what what a shock to be in Oakland versus Maui. I mean that plate. It was kind of having. The lifestyle of the city in, uh-huh. in such, like, you know, what you're talking about with Chicago, how you have to be more mindful of your surroundings. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Watch the fuck out. Don't get shot. Yeah. Well, it's kind of <laughs> the same in Oakland now. Yeah. I mean, it was bad before, but I feel like now it's gotten worse. Or I've, I've never had to be so hypervigilant. And that was, it was, you know, parts of it was kind of like, wow, I don't, I know my daughters and I couldn't survive there. <laughs> I mean, oh, my God. No thanks. Yeah. It's a different, it's a different lifestyle yeah i mean it makes me really see how slow and safe our um leading into your thing and (laughs) slow and safe our life is here on maui you know we if anything we do have a false sense of safety you know Mm -hmm. every now and then i leave my door open hence the goat coming into my house if you haven't listened to that episode yet (laughs) you have to listen to our goat episode but yeah, you know, here on Maui, we still leave our doors unlocked. Oh, for sure. I do all the time. Yeah, you know, and that is not something that would happen in the Bay Area. Yeah, and probably not in Chicago. Well, definitely not in Chicago either. But yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Different. It's such a different lifestyle. This It took me a minute to get used to it. That kind of just shows how different life, how I have been so different. It's really interesting to see. I've, I've been on Maui like. 17 years now I think so yeah I mean of course that's a big difference (laughs) but it's it is different like you have to be way more vigilant I think on the mainland especially in big cities and it is and you get accustomed to here to really like I have no vigilance here oh my god I mean I kind of I mean I do I do lock my doors at night and like I sometimes lock my car I try to lock my car I don't really like but it's not you don't like worry about it but I feel like yeah, like wherever you are on the mainland, it's much more like, oh, this could be a real, like somebody could really break in or, you know, do something. Or for me, even just the fact that, you know, when we got out of the car, before we getting out of the car, you have to look at your surroundings. I'm like, what? You mean you can't just get out, you know? Right. You know, versus here, I'm like, I don't even think about that. But there, you have to look to make sure no one's like waiting to snatch your bags or grab you or whatever it is before yeah. you open your door. It's like... Yeah, that was just, that's the reality check for me. Right. Like, before I opened my door. Whereas here, I'm like, wow, in Maui, I never think of anything like that. We just, right. We just live life without that kind of fear. Yeah. You know, and I guess that's paradise. But then M is now going to tell us about the price of paradise. <laughs> not, not the price of paradise, but... Um, something that I... The ignorance of paradise, The ignorance, yeah. Yeah. Probably, like, the ignorance of it. So, even though you and I were just saying, like, how, um, you know, it's very safe here, one of the issues I've had at my school this year, um, is that we have not been doing any, like, lockdown drills for the past couple years, and I always thought, okay, well, it's kind of because of COVID, and we're just kind of getting back on track, like, it's fine. But this year, I brought up at our faculty meeting, like, we really should do lockdown practices, and it wasn't quite, like, really acted on very quickly, so... Just recently, I kind of decided, like, we really need to do this. And, and the admin heard it, and they're like, yeah, we are. We're going to do a school-wide one in, like, a month. 
Um, because actually, I didn't tell you this, but the school up the street, Kula School, had a lockdown last week. Oh, wow. No, yeah, they thought what they happened? Had someone, they thought, so some second graders had said that they saw a man with a gun on campus. Oh, my gosh. They all locked down and they... Um, so they already practiced it. Oh. No, and I think it made them realize that they really needed they to need practice They need to practice it. it. So, you know, in my mind, I'm like, of, of course this is a situation that nobody wants to ever, ever, ever happen. Right. But... Um, but the thing to me as a teacher that I've come to is that, like, it would be far worse to not be prepared at all. Yes. And, like, this year I'm teaching I'm teaching um, more sped kids. And, you know, we had, like, a dragonfly fly in the classroom. And two of them ran outside screaming and crying. So, <laughs> you know, we have to, like, really practice with our students this thing. Mm-hmm. And um, it's sad. It's sad that we have to do this. It's really sad that we have to, like, but face that reality. But it's for me, it's far better to have practiced right. and, like, try to do that than you know, have something happen and the kids have no idea what to do and you're explaining it to them while shots are being fired outside or whatever that situation is. state would be, of the you world know? now, yeah. And I mean, I, I just want to also say this and I'm not trying to be like doomsday dire, but I think in Hawaii, personally, a lot of people have this idea that like, and this is exactly what you and I were just saying, oh, we feel so safe here, blah, blah, blah. And it's sad to me that actually schools have become so unsafe. At, at, by, at my job, as I was just saying, I barely like my door at home right at my job I feel so much less safe Mm. to the point like I've really and a lot of my colleagues have thought about like not not remaining in teaching because of this becoming so prevalent everywhere Mm -hmm. and I promise you that um you know every I think every community that has had a school shooting didn't think it would happen in their community yeah and I don't think that I would go as far out on a limb to say that Hawaii is any different and especially now you factor in that people are now, like, being able to conceal carry, which they never could before. So now there's, like, three times as many people that can carry That's guns. That's right. I forgot before. that. Now they changed yeah. that. And um, so it's, it's, like, it's scary. And I just think being prepared is super important. And so that was, like, you know, something that we did just within my class to kind of, like, practice with the kids. But... Um, yeah, so I know that's kind of, like, dark, but I think it is, like, it, it's important to do that in, you know, especially in, like, a rural area because the other thing is that if there was an issue, like, that happened up the street, you know, the only police that are there to get there quickly are the ones that happen to be driving around. Up country, up yeah. Up country. Our actual physical police station where they would come from is thirty is 25 minutes away, 20 mm-hmm. minutes away. Yeah, in town. So, you know, the idea, like, where these school shootings are like, oh, yeah, so if the police come, like, within a minute, then everyone's okay. No, we, like, my school and the school up the road and all these schools up here are probably looking at a good 30 minutes. 30, 30 minutes would be good. Right. Like, much longer where somebody's running around with a gun on campus before anyone can get to the place. Because if you think about the officers, and I'm not throwing shade on any police officers in, in Maui, but your average beat cop driving around is not prepared to handle a school shooting. So they might respond, but are they going to be that person that, like, runs right. in? Or are they going to be that person that waits for backup? Like, you know, so anyway. Gosh, I sure hope our Maui police department have had some trainings on school shootings. Not any. Huh. But Oahu has. Right, right. Yeah, so that's why I'm just saying, like, I'm, I'm, once again, I'm not trying to be, like, doom and gloom, but, like, I it is very scary here because... I've, I was, like, looking into this, and Oahu just did a bunch of stuff with training police. I don't think that Maui has at all, ever. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a few years ago they might have sort of, but I, I don't really know. You know, like, I, I'm, not, I'm not part of the – I don't really know. You know, maybe they do, and it's just not public record. But 
either way, the police station is so far away. Yeah. So even if they have the training, there's no, like, quick thing, like what just happened in St. Louis this week, where the police responded, like, within a minute and, like, caught the guy and ended it so quickly or whatever. Mm. You know, like, this is not going to be like that. So you're going to be in a classroom with small children for a long time. I mean, you know, unless someone on campus is going to get crazy wild and, you know, but I'm like, I don't see anyone really doing that on my campus. Right, so that's why you spearheaded having that. Having the practice. Yeah. But, okay, one more thing. Like, they also put in the DOE plans, defend and evade. Defend and evade is part of the plan. And I'm like, defend? What what am I supposed to do to defend? And um, so, I'm sorry, I'm just being honest. I'm totally getting a I'm getting a baseball bat to hide in my class. I think so. Maybe I'm a little paranoid, but I'm like, what am I supposed to do to defend these kids? I don't know how to shoot a gun. I don't know how to, like, defend students in that way. I mean, of course, we're going to barricade the doors mm-hmm. and, like, put everything that we can in front of the doors. But I, I'm like, at the end of the day, I just go back to, like, the only thing is, like, the element of surprise. Like, somebody walks in and you just hit them with a bat. I mean, it sounds so futile, but what else are you going to do? At the point right. they're walking into the classroom, you might as well try, right? So that was, like... Um, Talking to my other two teachers I work with, that was kind of the idea. I'm like, don't worry, guys. I'm going to get us some bats. They're like, okay. Something. I mean, since the Department of Education isn't doing anything, yeah, you definitely have to defend yourself and your Right. Students. Well, I think it's also, it's the, it's the DOE, but it's also, like, just being in a rural community that, you know, that is harder. Like, if you just think about it in general, like, even if, if, you, if either one of us were to keel over right now, there's no cop or ambulance that's going to be here in one minute. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just not. And so, like, I think it's an important thing to consider, so. But there might be. The fire department might be, though, because it's literally. The fire department is faster, but what is the fire department going to do with an active shooter? All right. Use their big tanks. (laughs) Spray them with a hose. (laughs) That would be one ballsy fire. Right, right, right. Oh, yes. I would like his number. I I was just going to say. And everyone would want to date it. But, I mean, that would take a lot. I mean, that's, but they don't have weapons. They don't have a weapon to do a shooter. But, yes, they would probably be there faster. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. The firefighters are actually pretty fast. So, like, we have quite a few Well, we do have a few stations. Yeah. But, like, what we have for police up here is just the substations. Right, Which right. means there's usually not even anybody there. Yeah. But there's, like, one, like, office clerk and maybe, like, one patrol car. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I guess it just really depends on, like, how brazen that patrol car person might be. Like, yeah, I'm just going to run into this by myself and try to get this guy. Or, like I said, or you're going to wait for backup for 30 minutes. Like, right, right. You know, and we're, we're banking on that. We'll never find out because it'll never happen again. It'll right. Never Which I here. totally get. I know that's right. the attitude here. And you think you know everybody and you think it's safe. But... I just would say that nobody at Sandy Hook thought that this would happen in their community. Nobody at Evaldi thought this would happen in their community. Nobody in St. Louis. I mean, I could just go on and on. Nobody right. thought it would happen where it would happen. Right, 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 right. right. So. Never know. Right. So I'm glad that, you know, you're having that in your classroom, at least. You're practicing yeah. it with your students. Yeah, and it didn't go so bad today, like, with the six-year-olds. I was like, we're just going to hide. And they actually sat quietly for three minutes. I'm like, perfect. Yeah, this actually happened, it would be a lot longer, people, but perfect, three perfect. minutes was a start. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. So, okay. So is right, that your update? On. That's my update. I just want to share that because I always love to like put little teaching things in here. Um, but before we even get into our episode, we have to talk about Halloween. Halloween. Go for it. I know you're not as excited as I am. Yeah. I, I get the sense you're not. I told you before we did this episode yeah. like five times. I'm like, because Halloween's my favorite holiday, so let's talk about it. And you were like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know what? <laughs> I've never been into Halloween too much. I just, I think Love because it. growing up in the Philippines, we didn't have Halloween, which is so weird because now it's a thing. It's a real thing in the in Philippines. In the Philippines. Yeah. Okay. But when I was growing up from zero to six years old, 
like what like we i remember the first time i went to trick-or-treating and it was with my stepdad i was i must have been seven years old then maybe eight but first time ever even hearing of halloween right because we don't celebrate halloween we celebrate day of the day of the dead Oh, you do? We do. Oh, interesting. I Why love... is that? Why is that in the Philippines? Um, because the Day of the Dead. Because of the Spaniards took us, you know, overtook us for a, a while. Oh, okay. 200 years, right? Yeah. So, yeah, so we celebrate Day of the Dead. And for me, it was just the, the cleaning of the cemetery. And we would all just gather around the cemetery, cleaning it up. And we'd bring, like, candles and decorate it. And that was really fun. Ours is November 1st. Yeah, that's the day that for everybody. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, right. So, you know, so for us, we'd be October 31st was cleaning up the cemetery. And like I said. In preparation for November November 1st. 1st. And we would just hang out there. You know, I remember that's what I grew up with. So by the time it was like when I was eight years old and I heard about Halloween, I just thought it was a bunch of strange white people doing crazy shit. <laughs> I mean, it is. Really I was is. like, what are you guys doing? I'm supposed <laughs> to go to this strange door saying, what? And I could barely speak English going, what? Trick or treat? I don't it even is, know what that it means. Is odd. <laughs> you it know? is and, odd. and I was so shy. I was like, wait, I'm supposed to just go up to the door. Back then, there's no doorbells in the Philippines. You, like, you know, knock on these American doors. I'm going, ah, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it is a weird concept to knock on all your neighbor's doors and be like, trick or treat. Yeah, so for me, I, yeah, I think it never was just, later on, I mean, I don't know, I just never, it's just, it's a thing for me. I'm like, all right, great, my kids love it, my kids love it, so I'm there for them, but it's never been a real big deal for me. Okay. But, you know, but for November 1st, what we do do, you know, FYI, if you want to do this for yourselves, if you want to give it a try, if you believe in spirits, is you put two candles to the entrance of your house, the back and the front door, yeah? So that's... Okay. And then, so what? what's going to happen is your ancestors who's passed, that's that's their way, you're inviting them into your house and that's how they know to come back to you. Oh, I love candles, that. right? I'm taking the, notes in Yeah, the candles, session. you have to have two candles in your front door and two candles in your back door and then you're going to have their favorite foods on the table. Yeah. And then, or you know, it doesn't have to be a lot, but you leave it out. And then, so you welcome them. And November 1st, they're there. They're feasting. And you can eat it the next day if you want the food. You know? And so that's, that's what was exciting because then our families would get together and prepare all the food. Yeah. Yeah, but get candles if you want to do that. So I might do that tomorrow on, on November 1st. I'm not sure. I do do. I, I mean, I hate. I do do. I do um november i i do celebrate day of the dead on my own like in my own way which is definitely a connection to the spirits but usually it's with my ouija board but <gasps> remember we did that last time we were so that scared that was day of the dead though was it i don't know but it was we, so was em crazy. and i did a ouija board thing and yeah i was so freaked out i cannot i just can't <laughs> I lo- but see i love the ouija board i'm like Come ah! back to me. i feel spirits a lot of the time not i mean not like but i feel spirits it's not unusual for me to feel spirits in general and like people who have passed and um but I do my own little day of the dead thing like kind of similar though mainly like gotta clean the houses if you're welcoming guests Mm. um usually I've been more of an open like clean the house decorate Ouija board I think this year I might actually try to be more like a summoning situation with just specifically focus, focusing on ancestors. Because remember last time we did it, we just opened the door to anybody. That's what that was. That yeah, was so that's weird. Not we, we just got like such a weird person. But, Random. But this time I think I would maybe I'm going to set the attention to be more intentional. Do the candles then. Yeah. I love right. that. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, so to me, whatever, Halloween, eh. But M, I love Halloween. M loves it. I love Halloween. Like I tell us decorate. why. I don't. I don't know. I don't have like a great reason for why. I mean, I. I think part of it is that I. I love to be like. Obviously, I just love the dress up part. I love. Um, you know when I. So my only thing about being a kid with Halloween is that in Chicago, usually it was so cold at Halloween. You mm. could. You could never be something cute. Like you couldn't be like. I'm going to be a fairy unless you want to be a fairy in a snowsuit. You know, like it was really cool. And because I always try to be cute shit. And then, like, um, my best friend, um, Lola, would be, she was a strawberry from when she was two to, like, 15. Oh, I love it. She was a strawberry every year because she had the, like, long arms. They had, like, the stems, like, the green arms and the green legs uh-huh. and the whole big Perfect. puffy thing. Right. And she's all know? covered up. She's, she's all covered up. Her she head's fine. covered up. Yeah. And I would, like, walk around and be like, I'm so cold trying to be a princess in the snow. It's so miserable. Um, but I love the idea of Halloween and dressing up. And I, like, totally deck my house out. I look forward to it. Like, oh, my God. As soon as it turns October 1st, I'm like, creepy movies. Like, decorate the house. Like, just totally. I love yeah, every you part all of out. it. Yeah. yeah. My kid was like, Mom, can we decorate the house creepy stuff? I'm like, yeah. nope. <laughs> oh, I have already. I've only put out one third of my stuff so far. Mm. So I'm going to work on the other two thirds, like, this we'll weekend. do it soon. I got to. Yeah. I, know. I got to. It's Monday. And I live right now in a cool area um, because I live, like, one block away from, like, really good trick-or-treating. And so, like, it's fun to come to my house and then go trick-or-treat over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was told when I bought my house mm. that that street was a good trick-or-treating area. And it was, like, a huge reason I bought it. And like, that was not true. That oh. was a big lie. Like, oh. my little circle is not. Like, I live in this little cul-de-sac. Yeah, that's There's true. There's really huh? nothing going on there. Yeah. But, like, when you get up and you go, you walk a block and over one block, then it's awesome. So, it kind of worked out. But I was thinking, like, I would be a part of it. And I'm, I, I never even get trick-or-treaters. So, that makes me sad. Oh, that is sad. Mm-hmm. Oh. I don't know. Again, not my thing. <laughs> but our episode tonight is actually about the disguises that we wear all year long. Mm. Not just on this one special dun, 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 day. Dun, 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 Because I feel like one of the most amazing parts about Halloween is that, like, it is acting... To me, it is acting out of fantasy. Everybody is acting out some sort of fantasy in a way in their costume, I think. Yeah, it's the one night where it's acceptable. It's acceptable to be something that you obviously really want to be or, like, have a fantasy about being. I mean, I would say it's fair to say it's a fantasy because, mm-hmm. you know, uh, my daughter was a vampire this year. Like, clearly she doesn't really want to be a vampire, but, you know, that's an idea that could be cool. And you what know? was fun fact about Halloween is a number two night. Say that. Oh, Yes. Number two night. Okay, this is... I always want to give a disclaimer. This is from a couple years ago research. Um, but it's the number two night for one night stands. Yeah. Behind New Year's. Behind New... Okay, I can tell you there's no one night stands happening here. Which New Year's <laughs> surprises me a little bit because I think like, oh yeah, like... Um, New Year's, I think... So I, I would think a New Year's one night stand is just about the booze. Like you just get right. super drunk on New Year's and you... I would think it's St. Patrick's Day. No, I don't know how many people want to fuck Irish people. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's all the drinking. Yeah. But that's another, um, uh, and sorry, I, I, okay, Irish people, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to pronounce it. I'm Irish, I'm just saying. She can say that. I can't. I can't. Can I can cannot. Say yeah. <laughs> but, um, but I think Halloween, it's of course like the partying and the drinking, but I think it's actually the allure of the disguises. Right. I think the that that is that the sexy wear. part where you're like, ooh, I'm going to make out with a werewolf or I'm going to make out with a firefighter mm. or a, 
well, not for me, but a police officer or a, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's much better. Whatever. Whatever. Whatever you want. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, like, We're not going to like, yeah, blue lives matter. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. Let's not go there. Let's not go there. We're not getting political. Um, and so, anyway, so, but this episode is more focused on, like, the disguises you wear every day. Yes. Right? And there's so many of them. And I, I would I would venture to say that a lot of us aren't even aware that we're wearing disguises. Um, I think people are aware. I don't know, but that's a good question because I think it's it's a it's a lie. Like, there's different ways. There's some people that are like they know they're put. I know when I go to work, I'm putting on a little bit of a front. Right. I'm aware. Right. Like I am. I am like a, you listen to me on the podcast. I swear like a sailor. I, like, say how I feel, blah, blah, blah. At work, I cannot do that. So I know when I'm walking to work, there's a persona that I am putting on and that I'm doing something that I don't feel like is totally not me, but it's a different version of me than I would be, like, hanging out with you right now, right? So that's the mask that you wear and professional mask that you wear. Professional, right? Right. But then there might be the people, and this would be more like a therapy question, there might be people who actually delude themselves into thinking they are the thing that they want to be, Right. Sure. Right? There's different levels. Like, I, I think I have an awareness of when I'm, when I'm fronting. You know what I mean? Like, right. I'm fronting something. I think. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yes, um, yes. But, yeah. So, either way, whatever it is, I think we all do it all the time. And it's actually scary to think that, like, probably this is, like, a majority of our life. Right. And we're only yeah. our naked, true selves in smaller percentages of our life, really, when you think about it. Yeah, right. I, I mean, I can think of certain situations where I I. I feel I'm not wearing a mask, but who knows? <laughs> I mean, sometimes I wonder. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's hard to discern because I think that, like, you have, uh, there's all these pressures that make you feel like you got to be something different. Or, for me, it's more like pressure on myself, I think. You right. Know? And the pressure of, of pressure of having to belong. Wanting yeah. to belong. And, 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 like, I guess for me, it's like being seen. I want to be seen a certain way. Mm-hmm. And what would being seen a certain way give you? Whatever I'm trying to pretend that I am. <laughs> belonging. A belonging. sense of belonging. Oh, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. I'm sorry. I missed the vote. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Of course. A sense of belonging. But actually, no, I wouldn't say it's belonging. Okay. Me, it's acceptance. Acceptance, yes. It's acceptance. Accept- I would yeah. I would interchange belonging, with acceptance. acceptance. I don't really. Because sure. I actually never really, um, I actually personally don't feel like I'm ever really seeking belonging. Because mm. it sounds kind of boring for me and like monotonous. Like now I just fit into a group with some other people and I'm just like them. Like that has never appealed to me. But acceptance of who I am totally does. And so like my mask, my masks, my disguises are all about acceptance. I want you to accept me. We don't need to be the same and we don't need to be best buds. But I want you as my coworker, my partner, my dating person, whatever the categories we're into, I want you to accept me for who this disguise is. Yeah. <laughs> because at the end of the day, I mean, let's be real. At the end of the day, I want you to accept me for who I am, but I'm not brave enough to be who I am all the time. So I want you to accept me for the mask that I'm wearing. I do. I do. And accept that I wear a lot of masks, you know? Yes. And we're not talking about the one, that, the mandated mask. Mm. <laughs> not that one. Let's not get political. When today. we all just only had our eyes to show. <laughs> you got to smile with your eyes. <laughs> smile. You're not so good at it. Oh, I'm so 
still get it. Some of us got crow's feet in the process, but whatever. <laughs> Botox. <Not a> big <laughs> then we got Botox after, which doesn't help that well with your eyes. <laughs> so you were saying that that's what you wear for your, your profession is you wear this mask. Oh, yeah. So our first category is work. Right. Right. So like, let's structure ourselves a little bit. Our first category is work. And so, yeah, like I feel like at work, I'm, you know, I'm trying to be perceived as a professional person, but also I have to like hold back on my actual personality at work. I I work with six year olds. So like, I'm like, oh, oh, like everything's acting to me when I'm in the Mm -hmm. classroom. Like it's not my athletic self. You perform. I feel like I'm on stage. Absolutely. As a teacher, you have to perform. Oh no. Did somebody raise their hand? Or, oh, was that a blurt? Oh no. That was a blurt. Does anyone want to raise their hand and tell me the answer? You know, like you act like, I mean, it's almost like, of course you would not act like that in real life. You know what I mean? Because then it'd be condescending. It'd be condescending. (laughs) And I feel like um, it would just be like, yeah, it would just be very strange. So anyway, so I feel like you, yeah, like that's my thing, you know, with the kids. But I also like would never lose my temper at work. Right. Nothing can phase me. Like, which is a little crazy, because I'm in a room right now with the 20 first graders, like, seven, not eight, are, like, SPED kids, right? Mm-hmm. That can be challenging. So, but I never, wait, wait, like... Could you maybe clarify what SPED is for listeners who might like not know? Like, special education, and I, this is not an educational podcast, so I don't want to, like, get into this, but I do want to clear up. It's, it's, I, 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 special education kids can be challenging with their behaviors and their learning challenges and a lot of other things that could be frustrating, um, I mean, I think that's an honest thing to say. It is. And so my point being, though, like, I never lose my temper in my classroom. Like, I'm always like, oh, you know, like, oh, well, oh, no, we'll learn better next time, guys. You know, whereas at home, I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Like, what were you thinking? You know, like, so different. The F word just comes The wrong. F comes I think it's because I have to hold it in all day long. It's right. like holding it a fart. You know what I mean? Like so all day long. Get home, just die in your mouth. Yeah, I fucking, I fucking think it. Like I think it when my students do some things. Sometimes I'm like, well, what the fuck? But I don't ever say it. So then it comes out later. But um, I think it's like that. Like the acting in the classroom is kind of my disguise. But also like within coworkers too. Like I've actually learned now. When I was younger, I wanted to be like friends with coworkers. Right. Like a little more. Like I was like, oh, what are you doing? You're trying to be friends. Now I'm just kind of like, I just want my coworkers to like respect me and I want to respect them back with some space mm-hmm. so anyway what's your disguise at work oh there my show right my disguise at work is like is this the ever knowing person like you know I'm supposed to know things but I've I, I've said I don't know before a few times for sure but you know it's like the as a therapist the disguise I wear is like you know I have to disguise I like how you said my personality for me I have to tone down my personality yeah like you can't be telling your your um your clients like oh yeah one time i did that to her like right or i don't want them to it's not about me right i'm not going to be yeah. even know like they even know the hardest part is when my client says something really funny and i can totally relate to it yeah but then i have that. to hold this facade of like oh, okay you know because i want you know when when somebody says something that resonates with you with me um, most i'm gonna guess that we both, we as a human being, when when somebody says something that resonates, you you want to chime in and you want to put your two cents in that shows that you're with them and there's this yes! connection. But wait, hold on. Why can't you do that as a therapist? Oh, I do. Yeah. But then mine can be so personal that I have to have this facade of like, I totally get it. And I just hold back, you know? Okay, because like, it would be not good for you to share your Right, because then it'd be sharing my own personal 
take on what happened with me when Which things is not like okay. That. Not okay. Okay. Because then it becomes about me. Okay, I got it. Got right? It. Yeah. Because I'm so excited. Even though you know, it's a connection, it's still about me. In, in the session, it's not about me. It's about that person. It's for that whole hour, my client is allowed and, and actually... Um, expected to be a narcissist really yeah like all about them yeah yeah and and that's okay i mean because it's about them and if i'm gonna share anything about me it has to be somehow because of them not because oh my god me too you know like and i'm so i must be hard it is because that's the kind of person i am me too that's why i'm just saying that because like i had parent teacher conferences this week and there was a lot, and I was like, hold back, because I, I did that a lot. Like, right. I would be talking to parents about things, and I'd be like, well, my daughter does that, you know? Right. And then I felt bad sometimes, because I'm like, oh, I probably shouldn't be, like, talking about her. But it was my way of relating to them. Mm-hmm. But you're right, probably not the best. Right. But but if I'm relating to them to so that they can get a point for them, you know, that they can then get, okay. then, then it's okay, you know? Okay. But if I'm just saying it to relate with them, no. No, because it's about them. So right. So like, if I'm seeing you for therapy... I want to be able to talk for 60 minutes about myself and I don't want you to bust in and tell me a 10 minute story about how you right unless that that, hopefully no never 10 minute story never no I mean like a two minute story about how how you experience this as well right you're more the listener right and you know I listen for certain things but it's not going to be about me so the mask is that it's like it's not about my mask is this professional mask that I wear it's a dance I have to figure out, and that's what makes a ther- a good therapist. I'm, I'm, you know, is yeah, is that knowing how how much to share and kind of just seeing, like about you, like you know, the performer. But for me, I don't feel like I'm performing, you know, because as right. as a teacher, you do have to perform because you right. gotta keep the those attention on you. you know? <laughs> what are you so, doing? Totally. Everybody, yeah. everybody. Sorry, I don't snap in my students' faces, but I'm just like. But weird little things. Like, I'll be like, everyone clap your hands three times if you oh, can yeah. hear me. No, I remember being a teacher. I remember having to perform. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. it is a performance. It's a performance. I remember the, the bell would ring. I'm like, okay, and. Oh, time to sit down. Go to the bathroom. The show must go eat on. Eat my crappy food. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, dick. if you do. That may, may taste like dick. <laughs> um, but you may, like, it, it, okay, is it, I know we're going to move on. I just want to say this. But if you were a teacher who doesn't perform, it can also be so boring. It's so boring. So boring. Because your personality isn't enough to hold those kids' attention. It's not. It's not. So you got to pretend that you got to get in there and be like, I am so excited to teach subtraction. You guys, I love subtraction. You know, like, whatever. You have to do this whole thing to, like, get people to buy into it. If you don't yeah. do that, boring. Yeah. Boring. Yeah. Like, I'm just realizing, like, the mask I wear as a therapist is is more of a boundary. Yeah, totally. You know, I, I have that. to have really strong boundaries as, as a therapist. And I feel like I have really, I'm, I'm very... Yeah, you're always like, oh, you know, like... Proud of my boundaries. Yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah nobody ever knows who my clients are, just by the way. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening and you're a client... No, you've you, never, like, even come close to, like, leaking anything. I've, I don't. Nobody ever knows. I just don't say anything. I'm the same as a teacher, I think, for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Like, I would never... I've never on the show talked about, like, one student or... No, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah, obviously, yeah. but... Right. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I think it's it's that. It's, it's the mask is has to do with boundaries for me i have to be very mindful of my boundaries so once we're done with work 
And we go out and we start socializing. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think we're still disguising ourselves in some senses. For sure. Um, so our next kind of like little topic point is the disguises you might wear when you're kind of socializing with more like new friends. Because I would assume, I hope that all of you listening, and I hope that most people are authentic enough to have friends around them that they don't put any disguises on with, right? Yeah, the one you can fart around. The one you can fart around. <laughs> oh. Literally. Gross. But, you know, like, whatever. But this is not that. This is you get done with work. Now it's time to socialize. What kind of disguises do you put on when you socialize with, like, a new group of people, a new friend, a new... You're going to, like, a, a party or an event where you don't know everybody. What kind of disguise do you put on there? Well, you want to take that? <laughs> Me first? Okay. Yeah, go for it. Well, I mean, obviously, like, I'm trying to look my best. And cla- in the class, it's sweet. Like, you know, the kids don't really care what you look like. They'll love you whether you're the hottest 24-year-old or you're, you know, 70 and on your way out. And, like, you kids know. Kids are awesome. Like, they don't, they don't see that that way. But I feel like, obviously, socializing, I'm going to get dressed up. I'm going to try to look nice. Um, I mean, I think, like, I try to just come across as I really have my shit together. I'm, like, valuable and I want to be heard and I want to, like, have fun, be fun and mainly I also, like, have a big thing with, like, I want to be seen as generous. Mm-hmm. So my mask in this all, I think the one thing that's true is I'm always generous. I mean, I'm actually always pretty fun, too. But the other ones about, like, oh, feeling, like, I want to be valued and I want to, um, like, be heard. I feel like I don't always feel heard or valued in social groups. You know, like. Well, not really sensitive. Right? But I feel like sometimes you just have, like, a bad mix of people. Like, yeah. I'm really, really sensitive to this. Mm-hmm. I do mm-hmm. not, like, I, I would totally put my heart out there to be like, let's try this group. But, like, um, I definitely am trying to put my best, best self forward and, you know, show, like, my good attributes. And I feel like if it isn't met, I kind of, like, shut down. Like, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, then I don't like this and I just want to, like, walk away. You're different friend groups. Yeah, different. yeah, totally. We're, we're like, if, 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 if you and I went through a weird social moment, you're my good friend, I would tell you, hey, that, like, felt really uncomfortable for me or that was not good. Obviously, in a bigger social circle, you're not going to be like, hey, guys, I don't, I feel left out right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I mean, I wish... So I what mask would you wear in those moments? I then? wish adults would be so honest. Right. No, so, I feel like yeah, you just, yeah. it's, I think that I'm, like, almost, like, I could go in a social situation from wearing, like, the totally, like, outgoing, like, um, center of attention in some sets. Mm-hmm. I could also totally be, like, the camouflage against the wall. Like, I've had both experiences where sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, I just want to, like, scale back into the wall because I feel uncomfortable here and I right. don't really, like, want to, like, stand out. Um, right. This is what I start to really believe in the horoscopes, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think those are the masks that we wear, like in social. That's what horoscopes for me. My understanding of what a horoscope is mm-hmm. is it's 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 how we present ourselves to the world, right? It's, it is. Yeah, because it's our sun sign. Right, the sun yeah. sign part. At least there's the moons all. The, so it's a little deeper. It can go deeper. But initially, you know, uh, the horoscope is that it's how we our mask. Like for me, in social settings, I'm a Leo. Mm-hmm. I definitely can take over. I'm like, I'm friendly. I'm like, I'm out there. I'll, I'll, I'll connect with you. And I'm, I'm genuine. You know, I really want to yeah. know about you. But it's just, it's, that's the mask I wear is I do, I'm so much of a Leo in social settings. And I can see like, you know, for you, you're, you're a Libra. Right. So I'm supposedly, the interesting thing about Libra that I, it took me a long time to learn and understand is that like everyone thinks like kind of Libra oh you're so balanced that's what everyone says and they find out oh you're so balanced I love Libras you're so balanced 
No, that is not true. Libras are seeking balance. Libras are constantly seeking balance. Mm. And I feel like this is why I can get so thrown off in a group of people because I want I want a balance. And if I walk in and there's way too many people on a way different level than I am, I'm like I'm like I don't know how to like eh, you know like switch mm. the scale back. Right, 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 and right. Libras are also an air sign. Mm-hmm. So you're not actually grounded to anything. So mm. you're very Libras can be very easily like persuaded one way or the other. Like, I can go into a social situation and you, the Leo, can be like, let's do this. And I'm going to be your BFF as the Libra going, yeah, okay, I'm floating around. Because what is, what is Leo? An air? Fire. Fire, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm floating around. Like, okay, sure, I'll follow you. But, like, not really, like, um, you know, but then trying to find grounding. You know, I don't know. I, 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 I also just have, like, I feel like social anxiety in general. Right. So I think when I'm in groups, I know that I'm nervous mm-hmm. and I obviously don't want to seem nervous so mm-hmm. I like I'm not gonna so walk what into a meeting where then like I feel like the confident mask like the I'm com- good I got it like right, I'm right, totally right, together right. I'm not nervous right now mm-hmm. because I'm not gonna walk into your people and be like hey I'm super nervous to meet you all right right you know I mean I I really actually wish like working in with six-year-olds I wish we tell six-year-olds to be honest with each other all the time like they come up and they're like someone's hurt my feelings okay go tell them they hurt your feelings which is kind of ridiculous because that's not what adults do. No. Adults do exactly what the six-year-olds do. Adults go exactly to their, like, best friend. And, you know, in this case, it's their teacher. But I would say to you, oh, my God, I was hanging out with so-and-so. And she was such a bitch. She hurt my feelings. And you wouldn't say to me, or you might say, well, maybe you should tell her that. But, like, yeah, do, adult, do adults do that? No, we fucking don't. Right, You know right, what I mean? Right. Like, we well, don't. We, just, we, you know, I feel like as adults, you know, we just were now, for me... You know, this is the different friend groups. We have different. Em and I have different friend groups, and right. it's just what it is. Like I don't take it personally. You know, but, um, it's so funny because my daughters all have different friend groups too. They know which group that you know gets along with whom or who doesn't. So they have their different friend groups. Right. Like my nine year old has her jujitsu friend group, and she's got her school friend group. Right. So it's super sweet. She was the one that actually was you know that. Uh, that said that word to me, friend group. She's like, oh, I'm in this friend group today, and I'm in this friend group. Because they're probably all organized on social media, though. Like, no, my, daughter, my, my nine-year-old. My nine-year-old has them in her phone. No, like... my, she doesn't have any social. My nine-year-old, my youngest. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, my daughter has an organized, like, Montessori friends. Oh, probably. Seabury right? friends. Like, but whatever. I mean, she has all these different groups, But I think actually. it's brilliant to be in different friend groups, and you have your different mask. For you the know? different groups? I feel, I feel so, because we're not... I, I feel because when are we actually not wearing a mask? Never. That's what we're that's what we're getting to, right? Because we do it in our friend groups and let's talk about social media. Ah, uh, that is all mask. Yeah. Fake book. I was I wanna say I wanna say right now, please like if you want if you wanna comment or like I, I know you can't comment on our podcast, but if you wanna like message us on Instagram and argue at this point, um I feel like social media is obviously just all completely a disguise. Like, yeah. I don't think there's any... And, like, what annoys me so much on social media... And I'm sorry. I'm Sometimes I know I'm offensive on this podcast, and I'm just going to be offensive here. Like, I guess I just am. But, like, when people post things that are seeming to be authentic, I, I think so much of it is bullshit. Like, I'm like... I don't know. This is... I guess this is me being very judgy, but I, I think it's so hard on social media to, like, be really authentically who you are. I think you're always selling something. You're always trying to portray something. 
You know, like, I don't see... Do you see an authentic use of social media? I do. I feel like, you know, social media, like, I think authentic... Okay, the way I see it is, like, what we see on social media is just a small part. It doesn't mean it's the whole part. Okay, but but then you're taking it outside of social media. Like, you're like, oh, Emily might post every day beautiful pictures of her and her, you know, flowers and puppy life but i know but i know and my four dogs (laughs) but i know as her friend she has other shit right right okay but then i'm just saying that like still once again what's on social media is is it's incomplete it's okay all right i like that it's incomplete i like that it's yeah it's much more like because i like to think because i was thinking about with our instagram i don't it's not fake for me it's not like the Pictures that we take are real. It's happening. We're not posing. Okay, you know. Yeah. Okay. But it's incomplete. Right, because we're we're basically showing some fun stuff that we think the people on Instagram would like to see. Right, and that's right? it. Because yeah. Instagram for me, that's a mask. A mask in that it shows only part of me. Like maybe like I don't know, point five percent. I'm sure there's so much more to me. You know. Right. Right, and then so with social media, I, I feel like you know there's authenticity in that. In that it's only partial. <laughs> well, and first of all, I'm not saying that any of these masks are bad things. Because if we all went to work and acted like the assholes we actually are, like, we'd have very rough work environments. Well, I don't know if, if even... If we cruise into a social right. situation just like, here's me, like, what's up? It wouldn't work. So social media is same, same. Like, you know, mostly people do want to hear the lovey, fluffy, you know, puppy, flowery part of life. So I don't right. think that, I don't think anyone's wrong for posting those good things about life. I just think that it's not, and I actually, I just love the way you described it. It's not their complete picture. Yeah. It's just a little part of it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know, like, for instance, like, you know, the, the pictures I posted on uh, this very recently, or the stories I put, look like if you're from the outside, you look like, oh, my God, Joe's always having a great time, <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, right. Well, yes, we are, right? <laughs> In Oakland. But there were, you know, how was I supposed to depict the moment where I'm like, can I open my car door now? Or am I scared that somebody's going to snatch my purse or kick my ass? Or, you yeah. know, how do I depict that on Instagram? You know? And, and also, like, just parts of it, like, why would you want to, right? Because right. you want to, I don't know, I feel like you want to convey the best, you know, like. Right, a mask. You know, a mask yeah. in that it's covering the other parts. But at the same time, it's still incomplete, but it's true. So it's kind of confusing. Yeah, it's a mix. It's a mix. It's a mix of it all. You I know? mean, I hope that nobody's like ever like wearing like a complete like mask where they aren't at all their authentic selves. And all oh, these that, that know, would like, be antisocial personality. Yeah, like when I'm a teacher and I'm telling you I'm acting, I still use a lot of my personality. Yes. In it, you know, in my social interactions, I'm not coming in there and pretending I'm someone I'm not. You know, there's just little, I feel like, enhancements that you try to use, like little disguises. Like you're disguising something you don't want and enhancing a good feature. Right. Overcompensation. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We yeah, do that too. So our next what, our next category is disguises you might wear while dating. Oh my god, isn't the initial dating all disguises though? I mean, that is the only time you should always wear disguises. <laughs> initially. Okay. Initially. Well, I don't know. So I think that you and I approach dating differently. But I do have certain things I definitely try to disguise. Very specific things. Like, I'm like, okay, well, I don't want to come off like I drink too much. You know, like, very specific things. So, like, and I don't want to, like, you know, share some of my my background, you know, like, mm. or my history maybe with dating. So, there's those things. But I also feel on a date for me, I do want to cut through the fucking crap. Like, right. I, I went through a long period sure, of my life. Sure, like, sure. from when I was 30 to, like, you know, just a few years ago where I was, like dating a lot and mm-hmm. I was like I don't really want to like waste somebody's time and not 
not get to, like, what we need to, like, sort of get to, the piece of it. But I feel like, of course, like, dating your disguise is, like, you're, what? You're, like, hot, sexy, beautiful, got it all going on. Can't imagine why nobody, why you're not in a relationship right now. I mean, you are juggling. Like, I just, I feel like when I was single, I was always, like, oh, like, I'm trying to show why someone would want to be with me. Then when I get in a relationship, I'm, like, you know, back off. I'm trying to show why you shouldn't want to be. <laughs> right, right. You know, right. I don't know. Like, but, it's kind of... But I, I think, of course, best face forward. Right, right. I think, you know, I I, I, I was being facetious when I said, what, that's the only time you should be dating, like, like, really be wearing a mask is dating. Let me take that back. More accurately, when I was in my 20s, that was so true. But now that I'm 46 yeah. years old, I don't. I, I hope... I would like to think that I can be as authentic as I feel that... I am whenever I, you know, because we don't know. I don't know sometimes. Am I being authentic? Am I not? I don't know sometimes. But it's also hard to know on a date when you're in this one about what you should reveal. Like, I feel like that's a huge thing because there would be your totally authentic self where they'd ask you a question you would just freaking like diarrhea mouth all over about the answer, but you don't want to do that. Like, everybody mm-hmm. holds back. Like, you're not right. going to give them the whole story, but you to think about what am I going to tell them that is, well, so for me, okay. So I wear my mask on dating only because I want to be able, I want the other, I want the guy I'm on a date with to drop theirs. Because if I'm authentically okay. me, because I can they'll be, be authentically them. Maybe not, because I can be pushy. You know, I, okay, got I, it. I, I so can you're be kind of that. on a mission, like I want to know yeah. the other person. Right, so in How my am tw- I going to figure that out? In my 20s, I used to yeah. wear my mask so that the guy would like me. Right, and right. now you're doing it for a different, I now, get it. Now yeah. I wear my mask so I can figure out who he, he really is. And But, you know, I don't care if he likes me or not. But, if but I you're trying out, to get him. I get right. it. Right, I want yeah. him to be as authentic as he can be. So I'm like, do I like you or not? Yeah. Are you up to par to what I want to be? You know? So for me, it's it's changed now. My mask has a different purpose. That's cool. I never, like, thought about that. I don't think mine ever changed. Like, I, I was just kind of like... I mean, trying to be impressive and then, but there, it's like, it, it is true. Like, as I get older, I was more like point blank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just ask you some right. real questions. Right. You know, because I don't wear my mask and try to impress you to, yeah. so that you like me. In my 20s, 100%. I was like, oh my God, do you like me yet? Am I pretty enough yet? Yeah. Am I this enough? And I Ugh. did that, and I did that through most of my 30s because I kind of didn't have the 20s. You know, my 20s, oh. I wasn't single. But I was so married then, then, yeah. Yeah, so we kind of, I feel like we had the opposite. So then in my 30s, I was always single right, and that was right, totally right. I was definitely trying to wear this mask of like oh like I hope you really like me and I'm yeah. that you know and and so I guess I'm kind of blurred because now you know like no no now I, I don't feel like I do that as much because I'm like you know time is getting shorter I only have these many years left on earth like let's cut to the chase yeah um you know but I think yeah for sure I know what you're like I know what you're saying so you're you're sussing out information there I like, you go. To, I, like I like to do the same too so you might be sort of like wearing this this um I guess I would say like non-judgmental yes right more because I know that when yes. you I, that's all I know is what people open up to you when you show them that you're not judgmental right and like I mean I know that I am judgmental but I also know how to like you know, not be judgmental. And yeah. there are actually, there and are I hope the serious think, things yeah. I'm not judgmental about. Like, I'm not judgmental about, right. like, some certain things. And, like, I don't think I'm a judgmental person, but there right. are, there is everybody's, like, little thing. So yeah, there's I'll, a way of sussing out and making people feel comfortable where you could. I like to think we're in general, you and I are not judgmental, you know. Yeah, I don't think we are. Like, I right. don't feel like we are. I mean, we, we are with a few things, but I don't think that we're, like, 
super judgy people. That yeah, yeah, we, we're pretty open, not necessarily open minded. <laughs> Listen to our other podcast. Open minded. <laughs> yeah, what was for, even called? It wasn't called open minded. Yeah, though. but you have to. That was when uh, my my other besties from GNT. Yeah, so you you have to catch up to all of our episodes if you don't know what we're referencing to. Okay, but back to but oh my we gosh. Have, we have a fun. I think we skipped the disguises run kids thing. Yeah, let's kinda, let's yeah. let's skip to our game. Game. We have a game. Okay, so the game is Joe, like, so Joe's going to tell me some costumes and I'm going to psychoanalyze them for like, what if a kid shows up, what does this mean about their personality? And then I'm going to tell her costumes and she's going to psychoanalyze the person from a therapy, adult therapy. Perfect. Right? Uh, let me so start. Okay. You want to start? So, okay, okay. One of your students, a, a, a girl comes in in the pretty woman outfit. Oh, shit. With the he with that big high boot, knee high boots. Okay, well, one, none of my students know what pretty woman is, so this is her, this is right away her mother dressing her up exactly. as a pretty woman, which is very disturbing. Exactly. Because if you want to dress up your daughter as a prostitute, you got a shit ton of issues. <laughs> so it's a mom, for sure. Not good. <laughs> not good, not good. Okay. Are you ready for my first one? Go ahead. All right, this is not that, like, weird, but um, a man, a man dresses up as either a pilot, Captain Sully, or a Top Gun person for halloween like you know the top gun pilot <laughs> right right right, right. a pilot what do you think when he wants to be a he pilot? wants to be a hero <laughs> but he, he's an upstanding man this guy wants he's to per- perceived as he wants to man, be right? yeah he's got this he's he, he's got integrity and is a hero and is what and is smart and uh, a martyr yeah, and it's like a pilot. I feel like a pilot is like, sometimes a pilot, I'm like, oh, I think you're a little smarter than the guy who dresses right. like a firefighter or a cop. Exactly. No offense, but yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, he's smart, and yeah, exactly. He saves lives. <laughs> <laughs> well, he doesn't actually, but that's what but he wants that, to Yeah, do. that's his alter ego. Okay, right. next one. Okay. One of your students <gasps> comes in dressed up as Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, fuck. Okay, well, once again, I'd be like, this kid doesn't know who Jeffrey Dahmer is. But it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix now. It's on Netflix now. And if their parents wanted Jeffrey Dahmer, one, I'd have two thoughts. One, they either just psycho binge Netflix, or two, they really hate gay people, which would be more concerning. (laughs) (laughs) Or both. Or both. Or both. Are you ready for my... Yeah. So you're once again with adults. You have a princess. An adult woman dressed as a princess. Oh, that's easy. <laughs> I know. I was like, I, well, I know it's I good. No, don't we all want to be a princess? But it's in... we, I mean, for me, it would be where I would never dress as a princess. Oh so yeah. I want to hear what you would think. Oh, okay. Then she, she or wants... as your, as me as being your best friend, I was like, Joe Marie, I'm gonna be a princess on Monday. She wants to be rescued. This woman feels yes. feels like she, you know, she to be a woman, she has to be. You know, the feminine definition of femininity is um, mm. being weak. Mm. I'm trying to do a curtsy in my chair. Yeah, being weak and waiting for any, and more than that, she's waiting for a man who she's who's who's Captain Sully. <laughs> <laughs> so you should hook him up with Captain Sully. Like I saw this pilot over there. Totally. You should go talk to him. Perfect. He's gonna rescue you for sure. <laughs> right, okay, another one. One okay. of your students comes in dressed as Kanye West. Or yay. Oh god. Or Yeezy or Yay. Well once again, I would say this is all a reflection of their parents. Yeah, but he's he's so the, the message them the message that well I mean six year olds will do whatever their parent like, I mean, if they if you know, when my daughter was six, I said, be a turret, she would be a turret. You know, like, you have that much. 
So I guess it's just a reflection of their upbringing. So at this point, I would think they're very anti-Semitic, possibly a Trump supporter. And that would actually be a kid that in my mind, I would red flag. So then, okay, I'm going to go a little deeper with this and say, is this kid super intelligent or is he kind of on the slower path? And this is my mean, sorry, this is like after a few glasses of wine, being honest. If this kid's on the slower path, okay, you just went along with your parents. If he's kind of intelligent, I would work my ass off to be like, Critical thinker. you got to be a critical thinker. Look around. <laughs> see what's going on. Do you want to be anti-Semitic? Do you want to be, you know, like all those things? Right. Oh. No. Okay. All right. Last one. No, I have... Oh, okay. I have... Go, go, go. Wait, I still have three. Oh, what okay. I, I, Did we I, go unevenly? No. One of mine is boring and I'll drop it, but I got two I want to ask. Okay. Next okay, one. next one. Mm-hmm. Adult dressed as a cop. Police officer. A man or a woman? Oh, I don't know. Whatever you want. A woman. Either Let's one. Go with a woman. With a woman. Dressed as a cop. Oh, okay. Oh, well. Well, okay. Well, I don't... Maybe this is the alter ego wanting to be empowered and controlling people. Hell yeah. And put him in handcuffs. Depends. Is it a Blue, lives, a blue lives Matter kind of cop? Or is it it's like... like <laughs> I don't know. She shows up in a full uniform as a cop. Yeah. Well, yeah. So definitely wants to... Oh, yeah. It depends. Is it a sexy cop? <laughs> it's one of those sexy I'm cops. I'm going with straight up cop. Like, not too sexy. Like, a for real serious cop. Oh, man. Okay. Like, so with the ugly kind of uniform boxing. There's some authority thing happening here. Yeah. He's got some authority figure. Like, Issues. Yeah, totally. And then it was bullied. Was for sure bullied as a kid. <laughs> so now wants that? to bully others. Now she's like, I'm going to get out my nightstick. And well, it, actually, that's only in England. So, like, I'm going to get out my gun. Yeah, exactly. Wants to have and has the badge to flash everybody. Woo! I'm special. I'm special. I'm above the law. I'm above the law. I am the law. I am the law. So get out of my way. Back up. <laughs> back up, mother bugger. That's it. I okay, next one. That kind of made me like women police officers a little more. All right, you yeah. get your turn. Okay. And then I have one more I got to okay. ask you. Okay, Donald here. Trump. Oh, God. If your kid shows up. You. Donald Trump. Well, once again, it's still a reflection of their parents. I actually, <laughs> I actually went back. Okay, so my first year teaching in 2008, I had a student show up in blackface for something. We oh. were doing um, this date. I hated the name of this, but in Montessori, it's called Famous People. I changed it to way to, like, to Heroes and Legends because Famous People is the worst name ever for an event. But um, anyway, he showed up to be Barack Obama, oh. but he wore blackface. Uh-huh. And at the time, I'm, I'm going to be honest, like, I didn't, I, I was like, oh, like, what, like, I didn't really totally get, like, um, anything about that child trying to do it. I knew that it was his parents feeling this way, right? Mm. So, like, any child who dresses up like Donald Trump would be the same thing as his parents. I mean, the, but I think I would like it because if you're wearing a Halloween costume, it's usually a parody or it's something funny. Right. It's a vanity. I would hope that this child is not fantasizing to be Donald Trump. I guess that's what I would try to figure out. Are you wanting to be Donald Trump or is it funny to be Donald right. Trump? Is that would like, be hugely important. What if it was carrot orange? Carrot orange. Carrot yeah. orange. Like, are you doing this because it's funny or are you doing this because what you want? Like, that would, that would, that would make me have another conversation with that child about, like, their costume choice. Right? Because there's two different things. Right, right. It could be a parody. It could be the real deal. It could be the real deal. What's same as an adult, right? Like, if an adult does it as funny, right. you're like, oh, you know, like, to me, I'm like, oh, that's funny. If someone did it for real, right, that's then different. that's not funny. That's, <laughs> that's not, not funny. funny. That's, not that's funny. the opposite of funny. 
All right, my last one is totally like, uh, I know we're running on time. Oh, maybe we don't have enough. Okay, just randomly. I have a student in my class who's being a plague doctor. A what? Plague. Plague? Like, like, like for the like flus in the 1800s. Oh, he wants to rescue people. You think so? Yeah, he wants to be a hero too. I thought it was kind of cute. I was yeah. like, you're being a what? Because everyone else is just so boring. No, he wants to I'm save being Superman. Pe- I'm being a fairy. No, no. And he's like, I'm going to be a plague doctor. He wants, like, to stop, he wants to stop the suffering. That is so oh, sweet. Oh, I love that. Yeah, no, no. He's got some high hopes. I like that kid. Yeah. <laughs> That's All like right. a diagnosis. Okay. Right. We're running out of time. And Thank so, you for so listening. Listen to us in two more weeks too. Yes. Okay, ahui ho. Ahui ho, aloha. Happy Bye. Halloween. Oh, happy Halloween. Stay safe. Don't eat that candy. Oh, don't eat rainbow fentanyl. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't, don't do the fentanyl. Don't do the fentanyl. No, no. It's uh, cheap and apparently. Just right, the mushrooms, anyway. maybe. Take <laughs> the mushrooms. Uh, don't do the gummies. The gummies will get you. Don't do it. Do gummies, but don't take four. Take like one. I fucked up. That should have been my update. I took four gummies. It was horrible. Don't Why ever. Don't ever do it. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so embarrassed for the rest of my life. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye.